Hey guys, it's John with the John Olson Show today for Tuesday, the 3rd of May. Oh, Cinco de Mayo is just a couple days away. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. And I'm here with my special guest, Rob McNellis. <laughs> Councilman McNellis. Mm, How you doing today, sir? Good, buddy. Yourself? Doing well, doing well. So um, some people know that uh, not only are you a councilman for the city of Santee, but you're also uh, a mortgage guy. Yeah, I'm a mortgage monkey. Yes. Yeah, that's how you make a living, right? That's the, that's definitely how you make a living. It's, yeah, not being uh, an no election sir. official? No, sir. At least not in the city of beautiful city of Santee. Gotcha. Well, you know, we're not Bell, but we're getting there. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, see who remembers Bell. Yeah, we're probably old. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so um, we want to bring you in today to talk about uh, what's scaring people away. I'm a real estate guy. I see a lot of folks are afraid of the market because interest rates are going up. Price of housing is going up. Oh my gosh, the sky is falling. The world's coming to an end. They think that uh, uh, foreclosures and all of those things, real estate owned properties from the banks, I think that's all coming right, right around the corner. I just need somebody else to confirm with me that it's not actually going to happen that way. So just to start off with, with where you kind of ended there, uh, foreclosure rates are the lowest historic levels that they've ever been since recording them. There's, there is no foreclosure inventory is no shadow inventory. Uh, I know a lot of people were concerned at one point with regards to the COVID and, and how the uh, forbearances were going to play out, but what they weren't figuring on is, appreciation continuing to skyrocket, nobody building anything to keep up with population growth. And so you've got an inventory that's also at the most historic lows that it's ever been in the country, which is why you're seeing these crazy appreciation rates year over year, even in the face of rates increasing at a, at a pace of 2% in less than six months. Just 2%. Just 2%. Increase in less than that's six almost uh, what like a seventy percent increase of rates. Oh yeah, so yeah, I mean, because they were like a, just under three before, right, or around three. So it went from uh, say in the last five months. So in December, you could have got a three and a quarter rate still. Mm -hmm. Right now, you're looking at five, roughly in the in the mid fives. And remember, your mileage may vary. Remember FDIC <laughs> and all that wonderful <laughs> stuff, right? Yeah. So, um, but just, you're talking about a general vanilla type of transaction, straight 30 year fixed. You got it. Yeah, no points, no fees to yeah. drop anything down on that stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. So just a straight par loan, as we say in the business. Yes. Gotcha. So, um, we are seeing the rates increase. What's that doing? I mean, I'm seeing on my end, uh, inventory increasing a little bit as people come out of the market. So I think there's a, comp a, a couple of things going on with that. So you're one, you're seeing, uh, people are going to have to come back to a realization that their house is not worth a hundred thousand dollars more than their next door neighbor has the exact same model match that just sold last week. Yeah. Just because it's been, it's been a week. It's been 10 days. Yeah. 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 So just the, the crazy jumps were, th those are just not frankly sustainable. Um, the only reason that they have been, I think sustained thus far is because we've also seen a much larger uh, influx of cash buyers. You're getting a lot of these big corporations that are coming in and buying properties up left and right, paying cash for them. And previously when we used to see back, you know, we've both been doing this quite a while. We'd see a cash buyer. They would come in a hundred grand under market and say, yeah, but I'm cash. So take my offer. You're desperate. And now we're seeing them come in over market, even though they're all cash, which has made it very difficult for the average buyer, first time buyer to get into this marketplace and they're holding them. So 
So that you're saying that these investors are coming in, they're paying cash for the house. They might refinance it after it closes escrow or at some point, at some point. But the, the goal is for them to secure the property. And then they're kind of like running underneath the, the value, right. And hoping that in a few months, they'll it'll catch up, it'll catch up. And then, mm-hmm. then they're sitting on top of it. And they've got an investment property, a, a rental property because rents are, rents are increasing at the same pace. It's, kind of crazy how much rents are increasing. Right. So last year was like over 18%, right? Yeah. So at least when you own a property, that's when, if you got a 30 year fixed, at least, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, that's when your, your rent stops increasing. Right. Right. It stays the same. It's Mm going to stay the same. It's going to stay the same. And you pay for that, Mm -hmm. right? The the rate's a little higher. Sometimes it might cost you a little more, but, but you pay for that security. Yep. Right. And, um, but after you take tax deductions into consideration and, and the like, oftentimes it's actually cheaper to own a home than it is to rent, especially if you look at increasing rent prices and then you add into it what appreciation does. And so you've got a, you got a 10% down, um, a, a 10% down on a, on a 30 year fixed rate mortgage. And let's, I mean, right now. So let's say you're coming in with 60 grand, like you're buying a condo for 600 grand. Well, yeah, right. So, Four bedroom, three bath condo uh, over there at North Magnolia. And you get this, you get your rate of return, but it's your rate of return is on the investment, not the overall loan. So your cash investment into the transaction wasn't, wasn't, uh, you know, the $400,000 purchase price. It was the $40,000 that you put down. Right. And then when you get that appreciation of, it goes up 10%. Like right now, yeah. right now we're looking at, I mean, San Diego, 26%. Numbers just came out this morning for March because it always runs at uh, the end of March. So it always runs over a little over a month behind. It's 26% year so, over year appreciation. So if you bought a condo last year for 400 grand, then it's worth 500 this year. Basically, yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, in one year. Yeah, I've got some folks that are in that situation where they, they bought a house, they're waiting for their their second birthday so they can sell their house and move to Tennessee. So that person that bought that condo for $400,000 last year and put $40,000 down made a hundred thousand dollars on their $40,000 investment. Two and a half times. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. That's what, that's the type of stuff that people don't really kind of think about. Right. When you're looking at it as a monthly payment, it's just a monthly payment, but right. you have to look at your long-term investment and that's what a, that's what a mortgage is. I mean, it is a long-term investment. So um, you got to look at all of it all together. And that's kind of the biggest thing that I think people tend to forget about is uh, your, your return on your actual investment. So when you put money into the stock market, you get paid on what cash you put into the stock market, not what cash you also have sitting in your bank account. Right. You can't leverage the stock market. Yeah. You want to buy a stock that's valued at hundred dollars today. You have to give them a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And then if it goes up, Oh, 5%. You made 5%. Yeah. You made total. Five, yeah. But it's not, you made five own. bucks. Yeah. Right. Whereas in real estate, if you put down 10% in this scenario, mm-hmm. you'd put down $10. And if you're, your, uh, your house goes up 5%, you get 5% of the value of the house, of the whole entire value. So then got it. you get $5 back on that. That means it is a 50% return on investment. It's, it's just exponential growth. And it's, yeah. and that's one of the biggest things, um, like I said, that people tend to forget, especially in a, in an increasing rate environment when it's, you're concerned. And I, 
kind of try and point that out along with the other side of it of so properties are because we still are not building houses. We're just, we're just not, especially in Southern California. It's almost, especially in Santee. We're not building uh, enough houses anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, inventory supply lines issues, um, just local, no growth, um, environmental people, concerns, yes, yeah, all, traffic all concerns, all of those wonderful all things. We need more houses those. that are affordable, but don't build them here. Yeah, basically. So with, with all that, and then population growth is still just natural population growth. We're not even building enough to keep up with, with just population growth. Um, you know, kids hitting that, that peak uh, buying age of, you know, 27 to 34, more people. I think I talked about this last time, more people for the next four years that are hitting that peak age than ever before and starting new families. Well, where are those families going to go? What, what, where's the housing for them? We don't even have enough for what's already here. Which was an interesting conversation. The other day we went to Raymond's Barbershop over there by Choose Fitness in the coffee corner. And uh, it was a, what was a Barbers and Bourbon little Something, event that they yeah. did there. And so we're having a conversation about Finita Ranch with some folks. And these people were staunch anti-Finita Ranch people. And their kids are under 10. Yeah. And they haven't come to the realization yet that they have five summers of their kids playing with them. And then maybe, <laughs> right? And then two more summers of their kids before they get out of high school. And so maybe they're concerned about, um, they've thought about their kids having to move out of the house sometime in the next 10 years. And I'm trying to explain to them, yeah, you don't want Finita Ranch to come in because you don't want all the traffic. That's going to be terrible. But tell me how many tears you're going to cry every holiday, every birthday, when you got to talk to your kid that lives in another state with your grandkids that you've seen twice in person, but see on Zoom, you know, twice a month. Because you can't, they can't afford to live here. And their jaw, their jaw just dropped and they're like, uh, yeah, you didn't think about that part. Yeah. So traffic's kind of a pain in the butt, but so is flying to Tennessee. <laughs> you, you know this firsthand. Yes, I you do. You yeah. know it firsthand. Yeah. So, so drive to Arizona sucks. Yeah. So anyways, so I was just talking about with rates. Like you, you're, you're not going to see the prices go down. You may see it stabilize a bit. You may see, I mean, it, at some point, it, something has to give. You can't go 26% year over year forever. It just can't. That's no, not, it'll slow the rate of appreciation. Absolutely. We'll see that slow down. You may see that get back down to the, you know, the, the 4 and 5% over the coming the coming years. But what you can, I mean, but it's still going to go up. Um, so when you're buying a house today, at, even though you think it's ridiculous at five, six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars $800,000, and you're paying a rate, that's higher than it has been for the last couple of years. We do know that there's going to be a slowdown. We do know it's going to be a recession. And like I said, when the only thing that the fed can do to help with that recession is, and to incentivize people to get back out and spending again is to buy those mortgage backed securities and, and make and artificially bring the rates down on, on those home loans. Cause every time you do, every time you buy, sell a house, there's thousands of people that got, have a job now that are working, that are producing, that are selling their doodads. Um, all yeah. the way across the board. So it's just one of the easiest ways to uh, stimulate the economy. And so rates will come You mean back giving down. people an extra $600 that a month? That was not the we, way to do it. Yeah, okay. That was not the way to do it. But nonetheless, um, you will be able to lock in that price now, and then you can get the better rate later. Doing it the other way around, saying, well, I'm going to wait for rates to drop. Okay, you're waiting for rates to drop, but that, yeah. that drop in rates didn't come anywhere near to making up for the amount of appreciation and everybody else is waiting as well. So if you wait, then everyone's trying to get on the bus at the same time. So if you buy now, pay a little more to borrow the money Mm -hmm. and then you'll more than likely, more than likely you pay 
less for the house and then you'll get the cheaper money later when everyone else is paying crazy amounts for their house. Yeah. And yeah, it's cheaper. Yeah. So, so what we, we talked about rates being around, uh, in, in the, the mid fives, in the mid fives, talked about volume, uh, working out well, uh, inventory. We're starting to see like properties stay on the market, like increasing the inventory by, you know, are the time on the market doubling it you know, all the way up to like, 10 days on yeah. some cases. Right. And that's just it. You, there's a lot of media attention for, um, for property staying on the market longer, but they're comparing it to ridiculous numbers. They're, they're, even, even the, the staying on the market longer isn't a normal market. It's still far below a normal market. Yeah. We're still a uh, two weeks less, uh, uh, two weeks of in inventory. Last time I, mean, I looked, it was, it's and crazy. six months is a normal market. Six months is a normalized market. It's not a buyer's market, not a seller's market. It's a normalized market. Six months of inventory. We've got two weeks. Yeah. It's, the other day I was looking uh, earlier in the week or last week, and it was like 20 units that were not mobile homes available in Santee. That's it. So that's condos. Mm-hmm. That's condos and detached houses. And, and, and what we're starting to see is some open house signs again, which means that when they put the house on the market on Tuesday, it used to sell before Friday and now they're waiting until the next Monday to sell or the next Tuesday before they go off the market. I'm actually often seeing agents are, they're doing it on purpose just to try and jump up, drum up more business because there's not enough. There's not enough enough business, right? They're all competing for it. So they're actually, you know, they house may go on the market, but there's no showings until the open house. Right. And then that's how you get people in there and they get to talk to them. And so that's the first opportunity you get. It's still selling. It may be on the market a little bit longer because of just to try and get attention to the property. But frankly, it's selling the first day or the first weekend that it's on. The sure. Market. And and we're starting to see like uh, this last uh, weekend, I took some buyers out and we were, uh, uh, there were still a ton of people that were out looking at the house. We were, you know, bumping elbows with folks looking at homes in an open house and stuff like that. So there are still uh, a lot of people that are out looking, especially for houses that are quote affordable under 800 grand. Um, isn't that crazy? We're both sitting here laughing at ourselves. Yeah. That's 800 grand. Yeah. So we're looking at condos in Santee for, you know, six twenty five. Yeah. With a $400 HOA. Yeah. And that's considered affordable. Yeah. So the, like we've always said, the best time to buy a house was two years ago. The second best time to buy is today. I always say it's yeah. best time to buy a house is when you could afford to buy a house. Yeah. And when you start to see the rents in the neighborhood, um, you know, $4,400 for a single family home in c mm-hmm. To rent it. To rent a house, to pay somebody else's mortgage. And that's not to say it won't go up next year. Yeah. So with all of the other craziness going on, the people like inflation and recession and all of those other things, that's got to be weighing on people because most people don't think about this stuff on a daily basis. They just hear the sound bites on the news between the songs on the radio. Mm-hmm. Right. As I said, media wants to, wants to play it up, but it's just the spin. Okay. Um, sales are down on, in real estate. Well, no units are down. Unit sales are down because there's nothing to sell. So even, even compared to the worst time that we've ever had for, you know, inventory, it's now worse than that. So, I mean, it just keeps getting worse with inventory. So what do you, there's nothing to sell. Yeah. Unit sales are going to go down, but the media like MSNBC, CNBC, you know, they're talking about, Oh, Mark, see market's going to market's crashing. Sales are going down. No, the, the dollar per unit is still going up significantly. The number of units are going down because there aren't enough of them to sell. 
Yes. So if you are looking to pre-retire, talk to a couple of people that talked about this as well. Um, if you're looking to retire in a year or two and you don't have the stomach to, to, uh, and the, and the risk tolerance to hang out for the next couple of years to see what happens. A, a lot of folks are considering selling now, paying cash somewhere else where they can pay cash, mm-hmm. renting that house that they just purchased for cash, and then using that rental income to offset their mission Valley apartment that they're renting or their downtown high rise rental. And they paid off everything, right? Yeah. So they're pre-retiring. They're just working so that they can, you know, get their daily spend. They've already paid everything off because they had, you know, $400,000 equity in their house and paid $200,000 or $300,000 for a house somewhere in the Midwest. And, um, they're just, you where know, pocketing will, money. where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. And you know, someone will always figure it out. So I think it's kind of ingenious. I don't have the guts to do it. We're not moving anywhere. So yeah. we're staying here, but adding ADUs to places is getting very, very popular so that right. extended families can come together. And, and, and that's an accessory unit. dwelling unit. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yes. No worries. So sometimes they're, they're prefabricated and just dropped in on a crane, right? They'll do the, all the foundation work and everything and drop one in. And uh, I think most of the cities have, um, you can make stick built ones to certain yeah. plans, then they'll expedite them through yes. the process. It's right? an over the counter. It's an over the, over the counter thing. It's, and it's very fast if it's under 1200 square feet. So it's, sorry, my, my, uh, you know, humble Santee palace is 1206. Yeah. So I could build another unit in my backyard, the same size as my house. Correct. In theory. Correct. Yeah. As long as you've got the setbacks for it. But mm-hmm. I mean, there's, they've been relaxed as well. And it's because of it's it, even the, even the governor, I, one of the few things that I've ever agreed on with the governor, this governor is that there is a housing crisis guys. So we've got to create, we have to create places for people to live. And even if it's now meaning that means you're going to be putting your families together longer, giving them the opportunity to build those spaces on their own property to have mom and dad stay later. And, you know, kids take the main house, whatever, or vice versa. Hey, my kids are coming back from college. We want them around. We'll have them in the unit in the back. Mm-hmm. Or And we and, both know somebody. I don't know if you did it, if you know he did it, but this guy that used to be with us on the chamber board, his son and daughter were going to move out of state mm-hmm. and they just put an ADU in the backyard. And uh, he and his wife moved into the ADU because yeah. they wanted to downsize and retire. And, you know, the kids live in the house. The kids took over the mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. These people live rent-free. That was their goal anyway, right? There's no mortgage, nothing. They just hang out there. Get to see the grandkids. Get got to see built the grandkids every day. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot to that. And, you know, uh, we are, we're all living longer. We are. We're just all, that's naturally everybody's, we're living longer than ever before. That's going to continue to go on. The jumps in healthcare are, are exponential as well. Um, this is something that's going to continue to happen. So that's another reason for a population growth, which means, okay, well, people are living longer. Where are they going to live? Having a one story unit uh, in the the backyard or whatever, that's going to be accessible. You know, that's building, building in for yourself to to be able to downsize in a, in a safe environment. That's going to be that you're going to be able to get around even when you can't get around very well. If you're, uh, if you purchased a house in the last 10 years in Santee that has one of those standard 6,000 square foot lots, that's something to consider. You know, if oh, you're yeah. looking about and uh, thinking about investing, I mean, sure you're going to give up some backyard. Um, uh, but if you don't have a pool or anything and you're just using that to play on the weekends, you know, that's something to consider is, is spending 120 grand or so, 150 grand to drop an ADU down there. And then you're renting it out for two grand a month. Oh yeah. You could also do that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. People got to live somewhere. Yeah, it's crazy. Got to provide those spots for them somehow. It's 
that's the circle of life, man. <laughs> so we, we got to end on some good news, man. What's, what's the good news out there? What's going on in the city of CNT? We got some uh, concerts in the uh, town center yeah. that are coming up this Thursday. Concerts in the park start again. Right. That starts in June. Yeah. So we're looking looking forward to that, actually, and uh, at Trolley Square. Right. We're starting to do some uh, concerts over there. Yeah. They're going to have some concerts and DJs and yeah. dance groups and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, some Thursday night entertainment. Really, the uh, the goal uh, at Trolley Square is to try and bring in for even for the for the kids like that, that age group right uh, starts a little earlier starts yeah. like 5 30 or something it's for the younger kiddos on a now, school night to have mm-hmm. some to be able to have some fun and you know get out there and just be a part of the community and and get to know your neighbors again covid's a, well it's still around i guess but it's you know i was in new orleans when they are, when they made it so you could take your mask off on the plane so we flew in with the mask on we flew out with it off it was weird it was like we lived in america <laughs> it was crazy walking through the airport you know people looking at you See Smiling face. Yeah it, was, yeah. it was weird. So that's, uh, that's a big part of what we're trying to do. Uh, even trying to add some art things there so that, uh, you know, kids will have some art projects and crafts that they can do down there. So just keep an eye out for, uh, what's going on. Go to the city website. You know, there's, they, they do a great job of keeping it all updated. Um, check out the Santee TV, update. Santee TV. Oh, Santee TV on the city website. Yeah. And, and then uh, your cable station or uh, TV provider has a channel there? Yeah, uh, for Cox and for Time Warner, yeah, they do. Okay. Uh, DirecTV, not so much, but yeah. Cox, Time Warner, they got. Gotcha. They, they do have a station for And you Santee can check TV. out the Santee update. There's a dude that does that once in a while. Yeah. He posts a video. That's that's how I get all my information. Of, of course. course you do. Of course you do. Awesome. Well, Rob, thanks for coming in and talking about rates. If you have any questions out there, if you're listening, you have any questions about what's going on, if you want to know what your house is worth, you know, you reach out and give Rob a call or give me a call. Um, you can uh, DM us, any of those kinds of things to get some information. We're so hip. We are so cool. Yeah, slide us a DM. Did I say that properly? <laughs> I don't know. I'm old. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to give a phone number twice because I did that last week to Sammy from the Boys and Girls Club. Sam, what's the phone number? And she gave it and I go, can you give that again? She goes, really? I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. Just once. We'll put it in the show notes. There you go. Awesome. The so notes. Alex will put our phone numbers in the show notes. If you have any questions about your house or um, about buying your house or selling your house, give us a call. And um, don't be afraid to send me a text message and ask about uh, anything in the city and we'll bring those folks in and talk about it. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll see you at the next one. Take care.